When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble reaction to the Dundee Scottish Cup game. Um, what would you say? Comfortable, maybe like a training match at times. Rangers didn't really look under too much pressure. Kerr, what was your impression of the 90 minutes overall before we kind of touch on certain things? I just thought Rangers looked really good. I know Focus said and D1 up too much, but you can only beat bits in front of you. They're still an SPL team. I just thought we went out very professional and we, it was 3 all, but it could have been probably 6, 7, maybe 8 the chance we created. I thought we were very good. John, what about yourself, mate? What did you make in the 90 minutes overall? As expected, um, Dundee are, Dundee are kind of um, falling into that championship. They're, they're, they're going to be out of this division pretty quickly. I wouldn't mind me Mark McGee, to be honest, um, getting that getting that job and then never having to turn up for your work um, every single day. And then, <laughs> even when you've got a six-game ban, you can then just call in COVID for two weeks as well. So it must be a nice shift. Guys, what about yourself, mate? What did you make in the 90 minutes? Ah, it was a good day at the office. A few good performances for some of the boys that came in. So, um, pretty happy. On to Hamden. That's it, mate. That's yeah. it. That's, that was the thing we wanted to do when it was get back to the semi-finals. We've obviously fell short a couple of times in recent seasons, so to just go over that as a kind of a mental block, I suppose, in some ways. Right, let's kind of jump in. The first note I took was the back pass after four minutes. I know you obviously criticise the officiating in this country, but did anybody out of this pod think that that was a pass back? Anybody? No, no me. No. <laughs> I, I just couldn't work out what the referee was thinking because I've never known anybody to kick the ball back to like forty yards <laughs> and then like he gives a you know a pass back. But that was just me. Um, obviously, nine minutes. Calvin Bassey wins the corner. James Tavernier swings it in. I actually thought by Kellander's header was over the line at the start, but what about Goldson's finish, John? Was that the, the finish of a striker rather than a defender? I don't know where he's pulled it from, though. I, 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 he he does my nothing. Gold, Goldson <laughs> should be hitting 15 goals a season with the amount of opportunities he has, and then he pulls something like that out. The amount of headers he's missed and shots he's missed hit, and then hits a volley so sweet into the mm. back of the net. Um, no, but, mate, when you beat Tavernier's delivery... It's like, I think I say this every time I'm on here. I don't know where we'd be. I don't know where we'd be. Yeah. The crossing today was unbelievable for him again. Um, but I, I, 
It's good having those in. I've said this a few times. I think that I think he's building towards an old firm free at the back with Hollander, Balogun, and Goldson. I think he's been building towards it for since the old firm at Parkhead. And I think he really smells danger when we've got set plays. If we can get all three of them in the pitch at one time with Tavernier's delivery, oof, just you just need to get the corners. That's all we need to do. Corners and free kicks against Celtic, and that'll be that'll be how we dominate the game. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, like it's interesting. Um, even looking at the next chance we created, it was Golson with that long ball again, and he picks out Kamara, who was so high up the pitch. It's unusual to see Glenn in that position. He knocks it back. Obviously, it fell to Alfredo on the edge of the box. Guys, do you think that he should have done a wee bit better there? Because he had a wee bit more time than maybe what he thought? Um, no, because I, I saw an angle from behind the goal, and he didn't really have much to aim at, but the two, there was the two defenders. Yeah sort of right there, and he only had that wee gap, so I'm not going to be too critical on that chance, but yeah, the, the ball for Connor's great, and Kamara's done really well with the layoff, but yeah, I'm not going to be too critical for an Alfie at that. There's a header later on that maybe should have put in the back of the net more. Ken, I'll come to you next, because I can pretty much get through some of the stuff in the first half. What about Tavernier's pass to release Ramsey? Did you just expect that one to hit the back of the net? I did, I thought, you're just waiting for, I mean, they had a few chances, didn't he, Ramsey, today, but I thought he actually played well, Ramsey, considering there's been a big wait for him to come into him, I thought he played really well today, but Tavernier, like John said, I mean, I don't know why, there's still people in social media and people you hear at the football match still slagging and say the word fuck's sake, Tav, I mean, take Tavernier for the Rangers side for the last, don't know, three or four seasons, where would it be, because he offers so much to that team, so much. But no, I, I just, I think when Tav's in the ball and he, he creates things, I thought that Bradfield today was really good. I thought Ramsey was, played well, Sands played well, Kamara was further forward, which he's done in the last few games, played well. And Ryan Jack just does what Ryan Jack does. I thought I thought we played well, and I agree with John. I think the back three, I, I prefer a back three myself, I have to say. Well, obviously we spoke about it kind of prior to the pod come on, but it was interesting with Sands. He basically kind of took the Lundstrom role today. And he was kind of dropping in and out, whether it was from like the diagonals, whether it was from like goal kicks, he was dropping in to be the third centre back. What did you make of that, John? Do you think this is just something that we're just going to have to get used to, that Gio is going to keep using this particular system that Isla Sands or Lundstrom have to play while just drop in and out? I, I think it's something that needed to be done because I think even under Gerard, even at the end of last season, teams realised if they put two up against us, impressed us, we would still try and play out and we would have no success. And nothing adapted under Gerard with that. And it was, we were going really stale really fast under Gerard this season before he left. I think that was a little adjustment he could have made because he was still bombing the, the fullbacks on and then putting the two centre mid of the three out into the false fullback areas. But we yeah. still couldn't get in the ball because teams were just going 3-5-2 or 4-4-2 four, four, against us. Yeah. And we weren't delivering any of our patterns of play. So just doing that little adjustment to keep your fullbacks in there and bringing a third centre half, it invites three, four people to press you. And then you're out the other end with an overload. It's pretty, pretty basic. I mean, it's kind of surprising that it took took a new manager and then a wee bit further down the line to realise that's something we should be doing during the game. Yeah. I suppose when things are working and you're winning games, maybe you don't want to change things. And maybe that's a criticism, maybe, of Gerard in some ways. Not that it, it was a bad thing, because we obviously went on beating during the full league season, etc. So it's hard to be too critical. But it is interesting that Gio almost immediately kind of noticed that and obviously kind of changed it up, which it certainly benefited us in the European games as well. Um, the next chance, obviously, 
ended up being a penalty. Uh, Aaron Ramsey with a nice wee kind of flip round the corner to Tav. What did you make of the penalty, guys? Did you think it was a penalty straight away, or was it the replay that kind of like sort of confirmed it for you? Uh, there was the replay that confirmed it for me. I thought it was a penalty. I know there's a certain commentator that thinks half the things that Rangers get aren't penalties, especially the day. So if it, if you're saying it's a soft penalty, then it's either a penalty or it's not a penalty. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, I, I think it was. Ramsey done really well. It's that wee simple, simple wee layoff to Tav that makes it and. It's, it's a penalty, and Tav does really well with the, his last two penalties. Have probably been the two best penalties I've seen him take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the way he takes these penalties, it, it sort of gives you the fear at times because, like, you just see the ball rising, uh, and I suppose you know the amount of penalties that Tav kind of takes over a season overall. Yeah, like he's going to miss one or two, but these last two in particular, I don't think any goalkeeper saving those two. You know, they're just top, top, top penalties. Um. Okay, the next chance that I've got written down was Ramsey. I think he played in Tavernier and he drilled the ball right across the box. And it's the one that Morelos was at the back post. Did you think that Morelos should maybe have been a bit like sort of tighter in and that's like three nothing? Or the thing is just good defending because the guy does get a wee tiny touch before Morelos. Come to you, Kerr. Thanks, Robert. I don't know if I, was Al, I don't know was Alfie caught in his heels or was he maybe expecting? Half to shoot. I don't shoot. I don't know, but I just think you should have been further at the back post. You're at the back many times if you're at the back post, you can maybe tap it in. But yeah. we created so many chances today, William. We just I know we scored three, but we could have scored six, seven, eight. But it was unlucky. But we just even even after that, he didn't let his head go down. We, we kept going. We kept going for more. I think oh, with that. I think right. with that one. I think if you're going to be a wee bit a wee bit critical, Morelos there was he was probably the wrong side of the defender. Yeah, yeah that's what I was meaning. He could have probably been inside. So like so he's going to be the first one to get contact on the ball, isn't he? Rather than maybe being in the back. That's Nine just times been... out of ten he usually would be. Aye, exactly. So maybe you're just being extra critical because you know that he can be in these mm. positions to score those goals, you know. Um the next one that I've got written down, because I had that many notes in the first half we created that many chances. It was it was a really good first 35, 40 minutes. Some of the football we played I thought was really, really good quality. Um it was when Kent had the really quick feet in the middle of the pitch and then he played the ball wide to Tavernier and then he whipped the ball in for Morelos and I'm not really too sure, John, how Morelos missed that header because he was kind of point-blank range. Do you think he just got under it or he didn't pick it out quickly enough? Aye, I think that's all it is. Like, I think that's a header I could bury, to be honest. Um, I, Morelos used to be like this, uh, hot and cold all the time. Um I can't, sorry, I'm pissing myself off and I can't help but notice all that. I cannot get this light. <laughs> <laughs> it's, light a candle, home. John, light a candle. It's my work office and I've had it checked and it's working and fucking every time I try to do something and go in a meeting, I look like I'm in crime watch now, but I should come out and I can't fix that. So I'm just going to have to deal with it. But Morello's heading so, so inconsistent. Like for somebody that's scored the amount of European goals he has and important yeah. headers for us that he has, he has, he has some of them in him. He still has that that lack of concentration, just switching off as he's about to make contact. But as we've said, like, I mean, we go on and on about Tavernier's uh, assist rate. The amount yeah. of headers that are missed off the back, like, because that's what we're talking about. Morelos should be in front of him at the back post for the tap-in. Should yeah. be another one. There's another corner. Just, we're, we're due to give someone a doing, mm-hmm. an absolute yeah. doing. Our conversion rate is so low that we're due a game where we turn up and we score all 
all chances and put somebody to the sword eight or nine goals. But I am sure I'm sure Morelos is saving saving his goals up for a few more Thursdays. So well, that was one of the things. I mean, even from the resulting corner that you obviously talked about there, the ball drops to Morelos with three yards out. It's actually really good defending. The guy puts a really good block, and then I think it's Kent that gets the shot off and hits cleared off the line. In your second going, we probably should have been out of sight within the first thirty-five minutes, guys. Yeah, we should have been, but yeah, I'm just happy we won, to be honest. <laughs> I know. Like I said in the chat before, I, I'm a bit fed up with doing review pods where we haven't won. Yeah, so of it's course. just nice to do one that we have won, so. I think it's interesting, like, I mean, look, I think for about 10 minutes we went into a wee bit of a lull. I don't know if it was just because we were creating so many chances and Dundee basically were doing next to nothing, but that was basically all the notes I had right until half time. But I think the boy Anderson had a shot from outside the box. Yeah. I think other than that, maybe Dundee had one header. I think it was the guy Ashcroft that had a header. Corner. He, yeah, like he possibly could have scored to equalise, yeah. which might have changed the game. But I mean, other than that, Dundee didn't create much. Um, I'll come to you, Kerr. Half time, Morelos and Kamara off, Roof and Sakala on. Is that just common sense that you're protecting guys ahead of Thursday night as much as anything else? It is, and me said, obviously, a previous pod, we thought Roof and uh, Sakala would start, didn't we? So it was good to see them coming on because both of them need game time. And Sakala, as you've seen, he misses a couple of chances, but then he scores. And Roof just gets involved and he's very intelligent with his play. So it was good to see yeah. both of them getting a, at least half because they were they're due some game time just because but the game is finished at 2 0. Did even them are going to pull that back? No, I think that's the thing. Like, maybe at half time, I mean, I noticed with some of the guys in the comments were saying, why not maybe bring on McCann at half time or Lowry at half time? I suppose it's just still the mental thing that maybe the scars of the Mullerwell game to a point where you're 2 0 and up and maybe you end up kind of slipping. Maybe the manager wanted to get that third before he was going to make that kind of change. And then that wasn't how it worked out, obviously. But I guess maybe felt at half time. It would have been nice to see Alex coming on. But I understand that Sakala and Roof do need minutes and that we're probably going to have to utilise them in the coming weeks due to the European games as much as anything else. Um, second half, just some early notes. Tavernier shot from outside the box. I think it kind of skidded by the outside of the post. Sakala's effort was well saved by the Dundee goalkeeper. And then probably the one that I thought it was going to be the day that Aaron Ramsey was going to score. We'll come to you on this, John. Really, really good play by Roof in the byline to pick out Ramsey. And it just felt like the goal had opened up for him and all of a sudden this defender comes out and over and clears it. I still think he should bury it. I think he should. Yeah. I think he's going to actually take a touch and set himself better. It's a goal I've seen yeah. him score for Arsenal so many times. That pull back for a full back area. Um, I, I was a bit disappointed. I mean, he's hit the target. It's going in bottom corner. He's beat the goalkeeper, but it felt like to me that the defender was already recovering when he's going to hit it. So I, yeah. the Aaron Ramsey, I remember, would have taken a touch and layered that in keeper's near side. Now that we finished, that would be him get his first goal. But at least he got through over an hour of football. That's yeah. the that was the key yeah. thing because. We're going to keep hearing... Aaron Ramsey's not going to be the defining thing that wins us or doesn't win us a title, but yeah, we need yeah. someone like him to have impact when called upon. And I think today he was good. I don't think it's anywhere near an Aaron Ramsey performance. I think he was good. Like, they're playing Dundee, and I think Sands outshone him by, yeah. by, by a big distance, but it's just good to have him. Um, you don't know what he could be like after maybe four games on the trot, being able to get a start in there somewhere. He could just be the... Could just swing some games, especially when you've got semi-finals. Aaron Ramsey, I always remember him at Arsenal, and if you look at Wales, he's a guy that turns up in his big games, 
when it's, when it's semi-final, one Arsenal back-to-back FA Cups, like when semi-finals and finals are about, when Wales are trying to qualify for tournament, Aaron Ramsey's the one that's getting the goals, Aaron Ramsey's the one that's dragging them there. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of like thinking the Scottish Cup will be his, the one he's got a real say in coming forward. I think that's the ones he'll, he'll feature in the most. I'll come to you next, guys. Um, the kind of next opportunity was Ruth yet again doing really well, taking the defender on, getting his shot off, then kind of broke to the back post. And then all of a sudden you see Kent kind of lying down on the touchline. Does that moment just give you the feel that Kent had done some damage? It sounds to me like something we all confirm. It sounds like Gio said that he's okay. Yeah, I was going to say but that. It's that moment where you see Kent in the ground and you're thinking he was just about to come off as well, you know? Yeah, that would have been our luck, wouldn't it? Getting ready to sub him and then he get, takes a bad one. But I, I think it was just... Um, just a knock, really. I don't think it was yeah. anything serious. And like, there's been a few comments there saying that Gio's saying he's fine. So that'll do for me. I think I think one of the big things to touch on the game, and obviously John obviously made a good point of it there. Kerr, how good was Sands today in terms of his positioning, in terms of like the way that he broke up the play? And like, yet again, just doing a lot of the simple things really well that you would expect for a midfield player. I thought it was superb. I thought it was really good against Aberdeen when he first came in, when he first came over, and then I thought he done well against Levy. And I know I like to get a lot of criticism. I don't say personal, but like on social media and stuff. But today again, he just he kept everything simple, but he does it really well. He reads the game really well. He nicks the ball away when the Dundee were coming forward, and he just simply pulls the pass to a attacking player. And he gets back into position, he marks space at times, so they kinda of go down that route. He just does have an example. He's a really good he's a really good team player, James Sands. And he can fill in a different couple of he's versatile, so he can do a different couple of things. And the team centre back midfield, even right back. So I think Gio knows that and he'll use him to that way. But I think today he just kept everything sample, he kept it he kept Rangers playing and he, and he kept his tick and go even when they broke on his like I say, he nicked the ball away, got it passed it forward again, and he was just always making space for others round about him, he's running off folk to say, I'm here if you need me, so he's making angles constantly, I thought he'd done really well. I'll come to you guys just quickly on signs as well, are we sometimes quite quick to kind of write guys off, because maybe we can expect too much too soon, you know, the kid's obviously, you know, been in America all his life, this is his first time outside the country, he signs for Rangers, he's obviously been kind of you know, kind of fleeting appearance-wise. Is is that something we need to be better at? Maybe be a bit more patient with some of these guys when they come to the club? Definitely. There's nothing more fickle than a Rangers fan on Twitter half the time. <laughs> you know? But, um... <laughs> on, the, on this podcast as well, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the JD didn't look too impressed when we put on about Sands on the group chat. So... <laughs> JD doesn't like anybody. But, <laughs> No, I I thought he I thought he was brilliant today. Just just done the good, the easy, simple stuff well. But even when he did make a slight mistake, he was getting back, getting in about it again. And when he was off the ball, he'd release the ball, and then he'd tell the player he's passing it to. He's like over there, over there, or yeah, yeah. He, like, he's like talking to them all as well. So there's, I, I've I've got good hopes for Sands going forward in this team. Yeah, I think it's just for me. I mean, like the one thing you realise, I've obviously watched Rangers for a long time now, along with a lot of you guys as well. And it's just like when new players come into the club, especially young players, you know, this kid's obviously grew up in America. He signed for NYC. He's obviously did exceptionally well last year. Um, he's obviously had his American caps. We've brought him in on an 18-month loan deal. So it wasn't one of those ones that 
he only had until the end of the season to impress the manager. They've obviously given him a you know like a fairly lengthy period of time to settle into the environment to get used to our style of play, which is going to be different. You know, it always is going to be. But it felt like today was a really good performance. Probably the type of performance we expected from Sands when we signed him. Anybody that had kind of seen wee clips of him or seen him play in the MLS, that's the kind of player that I expected him to be. And I think today, hopefully now, moving forward, we will see more and more and more of him in the squad because we will need to irritate the players over the next couple of months because obviously the European games will take their toll especially when you're having to play Thursday, Sunday a lot of the time. Um, okay, well, can I go on to a wee kind of last kind of third of the game? Uh, Ami Jallo come on for Ryan Kent off the, you know, the wee niggle that he picked up. Straight away, Jallo gets a shot on target. It was a reasonable easily save for the goalkeeper. Fashion put the ball in the back of the net the first time, um, but it was ruled for offside. Come to you, John. How good a finish is that, even though it's ruled for offside? Oh, the finish is brilliant. That's that's as composed as I think I've seen him in front of goal, ironically, which is a bit frustrating when it's been chopped off. Maybe it was offside, right decision, but aye, it's a very, very nice finish. And I think that kind of helps when he's through in goal five minutes later, because on his weak side, that that is a very good finish for him um, for the one that he actually scored. I was really happy. I, I think he's, I keep saying this, he's someone that's got something, he's got something there, but it, as a sub, you're not always getting it. Um, just really not, but he looked lively when he came on. He's someone that seems to always be dictated by his first couple of touches. I think if he's a good good first touch, gets by somebody early, he kind of knows what he's set up for. Um, I quite like him on the left. I like him cutting in onto that right foot. I think he can... He's put in good balls playing in the right wing, but I like that threat. That was kind of... When he played for Oostend, he played as a left centre forward in a two. And, and that was what he was good at. He was the kind of one that could roam. He pulled out into those... I guess they for the positions that Henri kind of made more famous for himself, just being able to drift out, cut inside and shoot on his right foot. So I, I like I like him in that. I like him in that. The only issue he's got is the, the right side is fairly up for grabs and the left isn't. The left is Ryan Kent's. So if you're going to gonna want to play in the left, you're going to be restricted to 10, 15 minutes a, a week. And then did it not kind of sum up Sakala like literally a minute later when Ruth smashes that ball across the box and you think, right, big man, all you need to do is just get your body right, and he somehow manages to nearly sky it over the crossbar and into the top tier of the stand. I mean, John, how does he go if he scored that finish to doing that? I mean, is that just Sakala? Is that just something we need to accept? That's how fashion's going to be at times. Uh, I mean, I've... I've... I can only dream of being able to move at the speed he can move at. So I have no idea yeah. how you manage to <laughs> score a tap in that's bouncing when you're, when you're moving at his pace. But aye, I mean, I'm expecting that to, to rip the back of the net. I don't think that's a hard finish at all. Um, yeah, yeah, he should have, he should have a couple of goals today. I definitely should have a couple of goals. Right, Ken, I'll come to you next. Seven, eight minutes, Aaron Ramsey lasted. Was that more than you anticipated? And what did you make of Charlie McCann when he came on? Ramsey probably got enough time. I thought I don't think he would last a full match, but the minutes is good for him, especially since he's not played the So hopefully that does him well and he's we see him again in the next few games. Thought Charlie come on and done well. I thought he come on. Didn't have a lot of time, but I thought he come on and settled down. He made the pass we had to try to get it forward and he settled down quite well. And he's confident, Charlie, and he because he's he's played at Rangers, he's come through a system at Man United, so he's not going to be scared of putting a football part and putting against Players are caught, it plays a standard in the first team, do you know. So I thought like Ali to come on and done well, and 
I think he maybe I might take a couple of games. He's still on the first team, obviously, Alex. So he's yeah. been there. So Alex knows it more. But I thought Chalike wanted done well. And I see him. don't know this season because we've got a lot of hard games coming up. We don't know. Like, we can't really afford to drop stuff. But starting next season, I see him making a... He'll be in the squad more regular. And I see him playing a few first-team games next season. But I thought he'd done really well, Charlie. Come on. I'll come to you next, guys. Um, Lowry comes on. I think it was about 85, 86 minutes. Within a minute or two... He obviously gets the ball in the middle of the pitch, drives forward, picks out Sakala, and we obviously get the third goal. I know it's a very small sample size with Lowry, and that we've only mm. seen him in a couple of cup games now, and obviously the league start against Lovey. What do you make of Lowry, and what do you think his best position is? Do you think it's like a number eight or a number ten, or is it just that he's got that versatility that he can play in two or three positions? I think he'll play. He can play anywhere in the middle of that park. Um... It was just really good to see someone drive at a defence the way he did for that goal. And then he, he let it off to Sakala at just exactly the perfect time. And the boy looks like he's got a good future at the club, so we can get him tied down on a long-term deal and get him playing a lot more. Should be good. Carol, come to you on Lowry. Obviously, like so you obviously watch a lot of football in Scotland. You know, you've seen a lot of young guys come through who have probably played a lot more games than Alex just because they're not Rangers as much as anything else. Yeah. How much mentally does it take for like a young player who, all right, he got his chance and he got his goal in the cup game and then he plays in the league game, he then kind of drifts out of the team again, comes back in against Aaron, then he kind of drifts out again and then he's back in today. How difficult do you think that is for a young lad to... Like sort of stay in that kind of mental zone that you're waiting for your next opportunity. At this moment in time, I don't think it'd be that difficult for him because he probably wasn't expecting his chance when he got it and it came and he took it with both hands. All credit to him. He's been in and out since, but because he's been in, he's waiting for that other chance. I think if it was next season, he's still doing that. He might be getting that two feet then because he thinks, well, I've been here a season and a half in the first year, I want a bit more, but. Alex is a player, his, his balance is superb, he's, yeah. so he's running with the ball, he's superb and he plays with his head up, which was what I like about him, he doesn't run with his head down, he's always looking for a ball and he always wants to pass forward and I think, I mean, to me, if Jordi is not fat or Jordi needs a rest, Alex can slip, slip mm-hmm. in that position very easily, so I think Alex has a big future and I'm just hoping it's with Rangers because I think he's got all the potential and the talent to be a first team player for us. Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, I dare say if Gerard had still been here that Alex would probably have got his chance in that cup game. I do still think that would have happened anyway. But do you think that with Gio obviously coming into the club and like coming from the Dutch background, where they do like to give younger players a chance, do you think that will help Alex between now and the end of the season, John? Or do you think it's a matter of building towards next season for Alex now? I think Alex Lowry's probably seen his last first team minutes. Um, unfortunately for the for the team, I just think there's too much too much competition and too many players there that would be ahead of him if everyone's available. I mean, he's got his chance today because of the opposition, because of the week that we've had, because Lundstrom and Rebo are out injured. Ramsey's only needing that amount of time. Um, if yeah. you've got everyone available, I don't, I don't think Alex Lowry's going to feature too much. I think it's you're trying to get him hungry, you're trying to get him that taste, and then it will be pre-season. I'd imagine he will be heavily involved in that team. And depending on what happens in the summer with departures, I think Lowry could be like a, a Barry Ferguson type player where he has just sprung in 
as a as a first team player from next season onwards. I think he's shown today against albeit a very poor SPFL side. They are they are still a top flight side currently, and he didn't look out of place in any way. I mean, the, the argument could have been that he played against Stirling and Annan, um, and he's came on. He's started against Livingston at a home game, but I think he's not not at any point looked out of place in those two games against top flight teams. So I, I think I, I can't see where he would get too many more minutes. Um, I think maybe if if there'd been lesser teams still in this semi final and we had a chance of getting a poorer team at Hamden, yeah. but it's. It's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough draw, no matter who we get. So I can't really see where the title's not open enough well, that we're I going to be having secured it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think. I mean, looking at obviously we've got the B team game next Saturday against Celtic, and it's obviously going to be at Ibrox where there's going to be a fairly decent crowd. It looks like. Do you think it's important care for players like Charlie McCann and Alex to like shine in that particular game, just so that maybe? it shows yet again that these guys are of a, a higher standard than the B team. I think it is, because there will be a lot of eyes on them, isn't there? Because the last game, the game against Celtic, I watched it, was it, did the Celtic play Clyde? Did they play Clyde, yeah? No, was that I think it's Airdrie. Airdrie, right. I, mean, I remember watching Alex Lowry stood out that day. He was a class, even the commentators were saying, I remember who it was, but they were saying he was stand, he stood out a mile and... So I think because it's a Ibrox, I'll be, I don't know how many will be there, maybe 15,000, 10,000 or something. I think Alec, I think he will go into a match and think I'm a first-team player. I don't really want to be here next season, so I'll have to show him that. And I think Charlie McCann will be the same. But they won't, it won't be the only two. There'll be other guys in the B team want to show what they're all about, like Leon and Tony West and players like that. So I think it'll be a good test for the guys on Saturday. And you've got players at Celtic are probably thinking about the same, but they want to get into their first team. But I think Alec, like John says, Alec will probably be challenging it a bit next season for the first team but see somebody put a comment there in the minds of my Bobby Russell I kind of agree with that I mean my Bobby Russell at Rangers and Bobby Russell is a fantastic player I used to always say when Bobby Russell plays well Rangers play well and he does remind me of Bobby Russell just the way he comes through the middle of the park and creates chances and hopefully he can score some of the goals Bobby score a special one against PS Reinhoven if he can get that kind of standard that would be great um, we I actually don't know, Paul, but if you hit me up on Twitter at RFC Youth Updates, I'll try and find out for you, mate. Because it isn't a Saturday at 3 o'clock kickoff, so it could possibly be that the club could show it on our TV, but I'm not 100%, but we'll try to find out for you, mate, all right? Um, I was just looking back at the 90 minutes. If somebody had offered us a 3-0 victory where we probably didn't have to put in, you know, a ridiculous amount of effort per se without being kind of too critical of what Dundee offered. Is that the sort of result you would have took, guys, before the game? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was hoping for more goals personally because I thought they were there for a, a hiding. Um, but the last few games, I've said that everybody's been due, we've been due someone a hiding that's not happened. So today I was just going to take whatever as long as we were comfortable. Um, pretty, pretty impressed. My only real gripe with the performances, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see much of big Phil Hollander for the rest of the season. I think we're too far in. I think he needs too much game time to get up to. He'll no play against Celtic. He'll no play in the European games. He's too. He looks as though he needs too many games, like a Dundee, like an Annan, to get himself back up to proper match fitness. Yeah. That's yeah, my only real gripe about today. That's all. No, I think that's fair enough. Anyway, Phil's obviously missed. Yeah, he's missed a hell of a lot of football. Yeah, 
and it's never easy at this time of the season to bring players in, and I think that's why today made a lot of sense that Phil started. Yeah, that's what I mean. And and you'll need more games like that to get yeah. to that stage. Yeah, and especially with Leon. Leon's going to play in Thursday night, and obviously Phil obviously wasn't chosen for the European squad, so mm-hmm. you know that particular decision made a lot of sense. I mean, you could argue that maybe Phil could play next Sunday again in the league game, um, but we might obviously see a stronger like team for 90 minutes in the league game rather than today, where we obviously made quite a few changes for the cup game. I'll come to you, John. Like Looking back at the game, what do you take out of that game in terms of like the players, like something like Ramsey, is it more important that Ramsey get seven to eight minutes than some of the other things that happen? Or do you think it's good for Sakala that he gets his goal, that Roof gets a good solid 45 minutes? Are these all just bonuses within the game? Yeah, and I, I think more just the comfort around just no giving away too many chances and another clean sheet. I think that's the... I feel like the St. Johnson and the Aberdeen games, we never really gave up any chances, but I felt like... I know Belgrade are a totally different step up. But I felt like 3-0 was, was a flattering scoreline, so it was good to see the kind of defence keeping that clean sheet going forward again. Because that's off the back of that five games, you no know, keeping a clean sheet and drawing four. It's nice to kind of walk away with back-to-back clean sheets in four games now, going into Belgrade again, another place where we're going to have our backs against the wall, hopefully can get another solid defensive performance. So it's good for that. It's good to see Bassey um, kind of continuing at left-back as well, because I think that's, that is his position, especially now we've got Hollander back. We don't need him been in there he's made that position his own um ramsey good to get minutes I, I like ramsey in that right side of a front three it's where he played loads of times for arsene wenger at, at arsenal he played in that role i really liked him in there all the time and um, when it was also on the 10 sanchez left and ramsey right he did that a lot he was really creative so it's good to see ramsey getting time um i thought for ryan jack again more the more minutes ryan jack can get without any niggles is, is perfect for us yeah. Because yeah. he is the he has clearly been proven to be the absolute heartbeat of what goes on with this team. He does just seem to drive standards. And Sakala's goal, I he sees much as we can spread goals around, but I think the the icing the cake for everyone, I think, is Lowry's assist. I, I, I that's what we've been wanting to see. We've been crying out for this for years, and we got a wee taste of it with Patterson. We want to see young Rangers fans playing for Rangers first team. So yeah. I think that I think him coming on um, and getting a wee assist was the was the one for me. Yeah, guys, I'll come to you next, just on a kind of general term. When you look at today, obviously, there are a couple of guys in the comments are talking about Hellander as well. Mm-hmm. Is it just the fact that he's missed so much football that there's a fear that putting him in, in one of the big games and maybe something goes wrong? Is that the fear? Or do you think it's just the fact he's had so little game time even since he's come back? I, I'm not quite... My, my, I'm not. I'm reading the comments there. I'm not questioning his overall performance. I just, I just think we're too far into the business end of the season yeah. for his match sharpness. I'm yeah. the only, the only real thing probably done wrong today was with Dundee's header. He got out jumped again for that. But overall, he, he did play relatively decent. But I think I don't think the amount of football he's played, you'll be flinging them in against Celtic. On the third of April, that's all I'm meaning. I'm not like no, no, I mean, of course. I, just, I think he's, I think he's what I know. It's a toss up between who's the best defender at the club between Goldson and Hollander. Goldson's obviously got the ball at his feet. He's miles better than Hollander, but Hollander's a top notch defender when he's fit. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's just been the concern me for all over his time at Rangers. You know, he has obviously missed some sustainable periods of football because of injury. 
But obviously, there's no doubt when he's fit. I think when you look at the centre backs, it's it's going to be Hellander and Golson. If they're fit, they're absolutely fine. What's this? Curry Muncher saying, where are you getting balls from the charity shop, John? Yeah, it's a bad dry skin inside of my nail. It's doing 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 Especially with somebody like Morelos, who could bend up on the other side of the world again almost. And, you know, to basically sit in the bench or you don't even go off the bench, I think that's the biggest worry with somebody like Morelos because we know how important he is. I think Nigeria's also got a two a two leg playoff as well. So that would probably mean that Bassi, Aribo, and uh, Balogun are all away. So, yet again, there's always a fear. And then, obviously, then they like COVID still about. So, there's always that fear that maybe you know one of the players comes back and they miss you know like a crucial game somewhere. It's just something we kind of have to accept. And like the European break has the good and the bad. Yeah. You know, like the players are away, so you don't have control over them. Probably and, looking at Ryan Jack going away back. In fact, Scotland aren't going now. Well, I, think talk, I think there's talk about them playing a friendly, isn't there? Aye. There seems to be a bit of chatter. So, but I would like to think that maybe. Rangers would be in contact and saying, look, we're not being kind of thingy here, but would it be possible to just give Ryan 10 days rest where he doesn't necessarily need to be away with Scotland? Do you know what the sure. answer to the SFA will be to that? Well, I think at the end of the day, when it's a friendly, I think there's a bit more give and go. When it's a qualifying game, I think you can accept that you know they want to call up the best players available. But I think when it comes to a friendly, you would like to think that Rangers can have a bit of, kind of give and go with the manager and say that maybe Ryan just needs a bit Aye. of a break. I, mean, I was actually surprised that Ryan played today, if I'm totally honest. I kind of half expected Ryan to be on the bench and maybe come on if he was needed. I thought after playing on Thursday night, he would have been rested today. But when you see how well he plays when he's out in the pitch, it's kind of hard to kind of say anything because he just does so much so well. Um, and I think that's why we're very lucky to have Ryan back at this, at this time of the season because he's going to be pivotal you know, to us winning anything. It's going to be certainly how well Ryan defends in front of that back four or five at times. Um, okay, we'll talk about Calvin Bassey. Calvin's obviously kind of went from somebody that was basically a squad player probably at the start of the season, somebody on the fringes of the team. Is it hard now, John, to look at a Rangers team and not see Calvin Bassey in the start of the loving? Aye, that's it. It's, it's also the thing... He... See if you want to be a good coach and you want to convince players there's a pathway, if you turn up and perform well and you get your chance, you take a jersey. Yeah. The way he's been playing, there was no way Barisic could stay in that team. I, I, lo- I, I love Barisic, but ba- Bassi's just changed it. The, the way that Van Bronckhurst has changed the team is the fullbacks are having to run from deeper, and that was never Barisic's thing. Barisic's thing was being there high already, so that if he got the ball, it was one touch and cross. Now you're asking Barisic to do something he doesn't have which is overlapping for 50 yards deeper than Kent. You see Bassey do it. It's non-stop full pace. Tavernier, non-stop full pace. Barisic just doesn't have it. It's just um, Bassey is just more athletic and got more energy and more fitness and more speed and more power to do what Van Bronckhurst needs him to do, which is overlapping from deep. So yeah. he's, he's ready-made, and especially if he wants to um, 
play around with this 3-5-2. Barisic cannot play as a left wing back. Barisic needs somebody to play with in front of him. So if you take that away from him, he's not got it. It's Bassi's Bassi strip in a Van Bronckhurst team. There's no way Barisic gets back in. Well, that's my next question, Kerr. Do you think that by Bassi basically being in the first team now and not looking like he's going to lose that spot, does that make a decision a bit easier for the manager come the summer? Because at the end of the day, you probably can't have a 29, 30-year-old like sort of Croatian left back as a backup, can we? I mean, he's going to want to play somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, is I and if he's not, if he knows he's not going to be first choice, he'll probably ask to leave anyway. Well, he's probably the best for Bournemouth because I think we have seen the best in Rangers. I think different systems he just doesn't suit. And I was critical of Calvin at the start when he first came in, but he has proved he deserves to be there because he has matured. He has get better. He can see he's plays a lot better. He, his positional sense is a lot better, but. He gives you the drive that Bonner doesn't give you at times. He doesn't give up. And when he's running forward, with the pace he's got, he is difficult to stop. And I have to say, I quite like the guy. He's still young and he's still learning. So he could be a left back for us for a good few years. So I think Bonner could be on the way. And that's just the way it is in football. Sometimes you get that position and you keep it. And Bonner's going to have to accept that, I'm afraid. But I think Bonner does play better when Ryan Kent's in front of him. But I think Calvin can got him down. You've seen the European games with Calvin. He gets forward, but then he's one of the first players to get back as well. But as no Burner, because Burner's not got that game in him. But uh, Calvin has. So, yeah, you keep Calvin at left back, I have to say. Guys, I'll come to you on Calvin as well, just before we kind of finish up. Is like sort of one of the bonuses with Calvin that he can play centre-back as well. So, even within a game, if there's an injury... You know that Calvin can basically just slot in there to a back three if required. Yeah, definitely. I like the boy. I think going to centre backs helped him a lot as well. Uh, he's my biggest gripe with him at full back was his crossing, and his crossing this season's improved leaps and bounds. At the start of the season, when he had the left back position, some of the crosses he was putting in were brilliant. Um, and he's up and down, and I wouldn't like to be in front trying to stop him when he's running at your full pace. And he, he also, he just looks like he, he goes out there and enjoys himself. Yeah. Which looks like he wants to play for Rangers. Yeah, and I think one of the big things, yeah, again, like, like so we talk about patience a lot of the time on pods because I think when you've watched football for a long time, like you do understand that patience is one of the things you need. And Calvin, when he signed for Rangers, had never played a first-team game. You know, we basically brought a guy in that was part of a Leicester under-23 squad and we brought him into the Rangers and we kind of gradually, obviously, gave him first-team appearances, kind of dripping, really, because Bournemouth was playing mm-hmm. so well in that left-hand side that we just kind of dropped Calvin in and out of the team. But this season, he's just became a monster, really, to be honest. I mean, I was critical of him at the start of the season. I thought at times he was getting caught out quite easily. But I think it just shows you he's playing with so much confidence right now and he's looking like a player that is not going to give up that jersey lightly. And the way that he gets up and down that left-hand side, I mean, some of the tussles with the boy the second half was really good. The boy Daley Thompson, I think it was, he might have been his name. And I think one of the comments earlier was, I don't know how he got booked, because I didn't see what he actually did for the booking. I don't know if the referee thought he tugged the jersey, but it was just a kind of physical contest down that side of the pitch in the second half with a couple of players. And I think the referee got that one badly wrong, but I think I think on the day when you look at the overall performance, you know, we're happy with the win. 
It was good for Alex to get his assist. It was great for Aaron Ramsey to get his first start. I think we've all been waiting for that. Hopefully it's not the last start that he gets for Rangers between now and the end of the season. It has allowed us to give some players a rest ahead of Thursday night, which I think we all agree it's going to be a hell of a tough game out there. You know, I think, you know, we've seen enough of Ibrox to know they've got enough of a threat going forward that it's going to be tough. I do agree with John. I think we might go with three at the back. I think you might see Lundstrom almost playing as a centre-back basically the whole game. I think it just offers his extra protection with the wee slide drill balls that they put through. Um, but I'll come to you guys quickly, just on a wee thing ahead of Thursday night. What is the biggest thing for Thursday night? Is it to go there and to get the early goal, or do you think it's just to try and stop them scoring within the first half an hour, say, here? I think we just go there and play our own game. I don't think we're going to look too much in it. They are a good side. They're not as bad as the, the scoreline reflected, like they were a bad side, but they were not there. Obviously, they scored a few goals which were offside and then they'd missed a penalty. And they looked quite decent, especially the lad up Frank Catal. He looked quite decent. They had a couple of players in the park who could pass the ball and pick a pass. So I think we're going to we'll find it hard. I think you have to keep it tight for 30 minutes, but sometimes you can't. But we just want to go over there and play our game. Now, away for Europe, we've actually played quite well in a lot of European a lot of European games. So I'm not going to be too scared of it going away because I think we can always nick a goal. So I think I'll be confident of going through. But if we just go over there and concentrate ourselves, we'll be fine. Johnny, you're looking forward to the atmosphere in Thursday night because obviously, I mean, I just about remember the game in the 90s. I mean, I was still a young boy back in the days, but I remember the atmosphere was really loud and intense, etc. that night. I think from what the word, like, sort of coming out of Serbia is, they can only get half in yep. terms of the crowd. So it's maybe not going to be packed to the rafters, but they're certainly going to make it intimidating, aren't they? They're going to try. And McGregor's been there, seen it, done it. Yeah. McGregor's, McGregor's played them three times now and no conceded a goal. So um, I'm I'm praying that's an omen that continues. And we came out there with a 0 draw um, on Thursday. I, I don't think we need to do too much. I think we just need to play our own game. We'll be a threat on the counter-attack at all times. If, if they commit um, too many bodies forward at any time, we're still going to have Kent. I, I think we'll go 3-5-2 as well. So we're going to have Kent, Morelos and Aribo breaking any time if they overload. And I think they they looked. I, I've not watched. Admittedly, I've not watched them outside of that one game, but they looked really poor in the transition out of possession. When we turned over the ball, they looked all over the place. Um, so I think I think Van Bronckhorst will be quite happy to sit in for 25, 30 minutes and just soak up pressure and just hope to hit them on the counter. It's not like away goals matter. We've got a free goal buffer. Um, I, I, th- I think we could score if we had to, but I think we just have to play play it safe and just prepare yourself for. For, for a nail-biting performance, I reckon, and just get through it. Just get through it. That's all we need to do. I know it sounds kind of daft, guys, to say this, but see, like, normally in this type of game, obviously the away goal rule would probably play a big part. Rangers get one goal. Mm-hmm. Basically, they would need to score five. And I know even, you know, we've had some bad days in Europe, obviously, at times over the years watching Rangers, but it would be unlikely that we would lose five goals. So do you think the away goal rule being scrapped now like sort of leaves the tie more open than it would have been like, if the away goal rule was still in force. Yeah, oh yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. My, I was quite happy that we were the home team in the draw before we went. You know, I thought if we'd went out there and maybe lost one or two nil and came back to Ivers, it might have been a bit tougher. So, but I'm the same as the boys. I think we just go and play our own game. I'm confident that we will score out there. 
So because I've seen them, they're good going forward. But like John says, you can pick them off once they lose the ball. They looked quite yeah. vulnerable at the back. But um, I'm confident we'll score. I'm, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think I think when you watch us in Europe this season, I know at the start we were maybe a little bit ropey. To be fair, especially in the group stages, we didn't start off particularly well. But I think more so since like Geos come in, I think we look like a much bigger threat. In Europe, we look as though we're more expansive. And I know that's crazy, because under Gerard in Europe, we were very good. But for some reason, at the early part of this season, we just didn't seem to have that spark in the European games. You know, and I think like the Dortmund games for us seem to have given the players a lot of confidence. You know, if you can score six goals against a Dortmund team, you're clearly doing something right. I know that Red Star first leg was a bit crazy. I mean... If, if they played that game another 10 times, there's no way that game would finish being off into Rangers. You know, there was so many things within that game that could have happened, that could have changed the you know, the course of the result. But let's look forward to Thursday night. That's the biggest thing for me. Um, hopefully we can go there and get a positive result and we'll get through to the next round. That's the biggest thing for us as a club financially and on so many other levels. Right, I think we're going to tie up for tonight because I'm getting hungry. I don't know about John and guys and Scott, but I, I'm getting peckish. I've no doubt to eat since before the fit of the day, so I'm getting a bit peckish. I appreciate all the comments as always, guys. Um, hopefully see you again for the preview for the Red Star game. I don't know what else Martin's got planned for the rest of the week, but I'm sure he'll tweet it out or put it out on YouTube. Thanks again for joining us tonight. appreciate it, and we'll see you all again very, very soon. Cheers. Podcast Network.